say that every week. That's been my opening line for as long as I can remember. And I ask that question every week. Oddly enough, I know the answer. Because this is a show where I observe the world around us. And when I ask America how you're doing, typically, I think it just, it, people tend to just take that as a standard greeting, a standard opening, and then move on with their lives. They just ignore that. But no, I'm legitimately asking every week how you're doing as a nation, how we're doing as a people, and how you're doing as individuals. And it's odd that I ask it knowing, as I said, that this is a show where I talk about my observations of this world we live in. More specifically, this country that we live in. We just passed a brutal and chilling anniversary in American history. It was 30 years ago, on August 21st. And clearly we're not going to have to do a This Week in American History segment because this is all you need to know about this past week in American history. 30 years ago, on August 21st, 1992, Ruby Falls, Idaho. If you're not familiar with it, then... Once you're done watching this show, please go look up Ruby Ridge. Please go look up Randy and Vicki Weaver. Please go look up Lon Horiuchi. And prepare yourself for one of the most brutal and insidious examples of government overreach you will ever hear in your life. We just passed this anniversary. If you know about it, you know. And obviously, I have to spend a minute talking about it. You see, what happened was Randy Weaver, who was an American patriot in the most bone-basic of senses. He believed in absolute freedom. He was libertarian in many respects. He believed that he had the right to raise his family and have his family live off the grid, outside of any connection to society, he believed in basically the pioneer spirit. Yes, he was a radical religious fundamentalist. And there are conflicting reports about whether or not Randy Weaver was a white supremacist. We can't sit here and say for certain that yes, we know he was or no, he was not. That just, the reports are just way too diverse. So let's just operate on the possibility that he was. And you know on this show, we do not condone any type of supremacy. White, black, orange, yellow, green, purple, fuchsia, it doesn't matter. But Randy Weaver believed in being left the hell alone. He believed in living his life his way, raising his family his way, worshipping his God his way. That's an American. Well, the government didn't really like that idea. They especially didn't like it when an FBI informant got into, an FBI agent I should say, got into Randy Weaver's life and basically forced Randy to sell him two sawed-off shotguns. 
and then made himself known as an FBI agent and informed Randy Weaver that if he did not spy on a white supremacist group near Ruby Falls, Idaho, if he did not turn confidential informant, that his entire family would be held accountable for it. Well, of course, Randy Weaver, being the anti-government, anti-FBI patriot that he is, refused. And what did this lead to? Well, August 21st, 1992. And I remember watching this whole thing go down on CNN. Randy Weaver's compound in Ruby Falls, Idaho, was invaded by the FBI. His son was shot. His daughter was shot. He was shot. A close friend who lived with the Weavers was shot and killed. And in the ensuing couple of days, the siege itself was 11 days long. In the ensuing days, Weaver's dog was shot. And then the sniper on location, Lon Horiuchi, don't forget that name, ever. Lon Horiuchi, who also shot the dog, by the way, according to all available sources. Shot and killed Randy Weaver's wife, Vicky. Shot her in the face. While she was holding their infant daughter. This was one of the most brutal and, and overextending violent moments in American history, in American political history. And make no mistake, this was a pure political movement. This was a pure political idea to murder the wife and the son of a person who just wanted to be left the fuck alone. That's all he wanted was to live his life his way. Even back in 1992, this shit stain of a government couldn't get their heads out of their asses long enough to realize that not everybody wants to live as part of your social security Medicare system. Some people just want to be left the fuck alone. Randy Weaver, Randy Weaver was one of them. David Koresh was another one of them. But the FBI can't let that happen. And we're going to get to things in a few minutes about exactly how this correlates to today. And it's odd that we just passed the 30th anniversary. So Randy Weaver was brought into custody. Finally. The FBI got what they wanted. They got Randy Weaver. He did his time. He got out. You know what? He never broke. Despite the fact that an FBI sniper, Lon Horiuchi, murdered his wife, murdered his son, murdered his best friend who he viewed as a brother, he didn't crack. He stayed true to what he believed in. That's a lesson that every goddamn American needs to hold on to right now more than ever. Every single one of us needs to hold on to what we believe in, what we hold dear and what we hold deeply as parts of ourselves. We need to hold on to our rights. We need to hold on to our beliefs. And it doesn't matter what this shit stain of a government does. It doesn't matter what the Biden administration or what the previous administration or what the administration before that, the worst presidential administration in history. Let me be clear on that. The Obama administration was the worst, most divisive, most div dividing administration in American history. And Barack Obama was simply the worst president we've ever had. He was the first um, open socialist we've ever had as a president. We had presidents who practiced socialism, but nobody ever came, clo came close to what Barack Obama was. 
in terms of his belief in socialist policies. Where does the whole Randy Weaver thing fit into where we are now? Well, back on August 8th, the FBI invaded a private citizen's home. Now, I don't give a shit what you think about him as a person. That person, of course, being President Donald John Trump. I don't care what you think about him as a person. The fact that we sat back and allowed the FBI to illegally, without probable cause, raid the home of a private citizen. And nobody seems to want to do a damn thing about it. That just tells you where we've gotten as a country. We've become complacent. We've become too quiet. We have become pawns in their game. They treat us as the proles that George Orwell wrote about in 1984. And for the most part, a lot of us are happy being treated as proles. Just keep us fed, keep us happy. Keep us liquored up and getting laid, and we don't give a shit. Well, here's the thing. Getting liquored up or getting laid or smoking some weed or doing whatever you want, that's your fucking right. That is your constitutionally mandated right. That is your God-given right. That is your right as an individual and as a human being and as an American. It is your right to put into your body or take out of your body whatever you see fit. That is your right to choose. If you are a consenting adult, you have every right to decide what happens to your body. But our government doesn't want you to actually realize that. Which is why they are counting on the establishment communist media. And they are also counting on so-called conservative commentators and politicians to get you to believe that this raid on Mar-a-Lago, the private residence of a private American citizen, was permissible. Not only was it permissible, but it was necessary because, God damn, Donald Trump is the most vile, disgusting, horrible thing ever to happen to the United States of America. This is the narrative they're going to continue to push. These people, these leftists in every sense, not just politically, but these leftist ideologues, are going to continue to push their narrative down our throat and they're going to continue to use both the media and the judicial system itself to attack their political enemies, to further their own causes. This raid on Mar-a-Lago, I have to stress once again, a private citizen's private home. This raid on Mar-a-Lago is going to go, at least for a while, it's going to go unchecked. Even though the redacted version of the warrant the documents that led to the raid have been released and those by the way are going to be up on terrywilkerson.com later today we're we're putting this together on august 27th it's a saturday we are going to be adding the documents uh, the copy of the documents that we can we're going to be adding to the website today so go to terrywilkerson.com to read the redacted version of the search warrant for Mar-a-Lago, a private citizen's private home. And I'm going to keep saying private citizen's private home because that is the only way to look at it. If you look at it any way other than that, you're falling for their political narrative. They raided this man's home. They went through his wife's closet. They took boxes of documents that they had no right to touch. 
because the warrant that allowed them to search was so vague and so broad, they were permitted to take basically anything they wanted to. Which means, in essence, if they had found a copy of Playboy from 1986 with Tony Catan on the cover, somebody in the FBI could have went, oh, this is cool, this is now property of the government. Does that sound absurd? Not as absurd as the fact that it's fucking true. The president had his three passports stolen. And when he went onto his own social media site, Truth, and talked about it, he was then berated by the liberal social media and the liberal media establishment and called a liar. No, the FBI didn't take his passports. That's just ridiculous. That's da, 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 da. And then, of course, the FBI admitted that they did indeed take all of his passports. Well, obviously he was trying to flee. They're trying to use whatever narrative they can to push the agenda. They are trying to get you and me to believe in this Russian collusion, in this uh, traitorous idea that Donald Trump somehow was going to sell secrets to the Russians. They have never given up on the Russian collusion scandal. Despite the fact that Hunter Biden is proven to have ties in both Russia and China. Hillary Clinton, we won't even get into that. Actually, we will. The ties that she has not only to Russia, but the ties that she directly has to over 100 suspicious deaths. Not Bill Clinton. Unfortunately, nowadays I kind of have to look at Bill Clinton and go, that was a useful idiot definitely was used by the Democrat Party to push an agenda. They tried to use him to push what would eventually become Obamacare. It failed. Because Clinton had the charisma, but he didn't have the balls to follow through. Barack Obama had the balls because he doesn't give a shit about this country. Because he's not from here. I don't really give a shit anymore what people think about the, um, the birth certificate situation. The fact is, we've seen his birth certificate. He was not born in this country. He is, in fact, from Kenya. Donald Trump was right about that. Donald Trump's been right about a lot of things. And in a moment, I'm going to get to something he wasn't right about. But I'm going to finish talking about this. This raid of a private citizen's private home. And the fact that the media and the justice system have zero intention of doing anything to remedy this tells you something. It tells you that they have weaponized the FBI, they have weaponized the judicial system, and Trump is not going to be the last one. There are going to be others. Once they weaponize the government, weaponizes the FBI, once the government weaponizes the court system, they will go after every single one of their political opponents. Not just enemies, but opponents. Sooner or later, this will come down to anybody who's running for a fucking local school board position that doesn't fit the, the critical race theory narrative, that doesn't hone to the transgender ideology. You're going to be considered a political enemy. And they're going to use this weaponized justice system, this weaponized FBI, the weaponized CIA. They're going to use them against you. So before you say, oh, this is all because of Trump doing A, B, C, and D, no. No. You gotta stop. You have to stop and look at the reality. The reality is, 
the entire government has been weaponized against their enemies. And until every single sitting member of this government is gone, voted out, on their asses, sent home, on welfare, then this is going to continue to grow in scope and size. It starts with Donald Trump. Next thing you know, it's going to be Joe Blow from Kokomo. There is no turning back until we stop them all. And stop saying, oh, it's cool, it's just one guy, it's not just one guy. This attack on a private citizen's private residence is an attack on every private citizen in the United States. We have to stand up. It's time to get rid of them all. Vote every motherfucker out. We have a movement we are working on on terrywilkerson.com called VTO, Vote Them Out. Go around. Find every candidate in your area. Find every elected official in your area. Make sure that when their vote is needed, make sure that when their name comes up on the ballot, that you vote for anybody other than anyone currently sitting in a position of power in this country. Get them all the hell out. And once they're out, we need to hold every goddamn one of them accountable for the sins and for the crimes that they've committed against the United States of America. Use the anger that we should all have in our hearts for the murder of Vicki Weaver, for the raid of a private citizen's private home, for the murders that took place at Waco, Texas. Oh yeah, you didn't think I was going to forget about David Koresh, did you? Again, that's a man who had some political and religious ideals that mm, probably does not hold with the majority of people. And certainly not entirely with my own. But he was still a private citizen with every right to practice his private religion, his private beliefs on his private property. And of course, our United States government decided, well, David Koresh has too much power. He has the ability to speak out against us. They used the guise of him having a small armory on his uh, property in Waco, Texas. They used that as the guise to go in. But last I checked, the ATF is able to go and seize AR-15s. You don't need fucking Abrams tanks tearing down a building, tearing down a quote-unquote compound just to get somebody's armory. It was another excuse. It was another great example of government overreach. It was another great example of the corruption of the Clinton administration and Janet Reno. And of course, where does that all go back to? Hitlery Clinton. It goes back to the, the sheer disgusting level of corruption that Hillary Clinton has become famous for. Use the anger that should be in every single American's hearts over this and vote every motherfucker out. And once they're out, put their asses behind bars for the crimes they've committed against America. I can't say that enough. This is, by the way, the Terry Wilkerson Show. The monologue ran a little bit longer than we normally do. As you can see if you're watching on one of our video channels on either Rumble or Odyssey, the only two official video channels of the Terry Wilkerson Show, then you notice our production is a little bit down. You probably hear some noise in the background. If you do, I apologize. That's a fan because it is hot as hell in this room that I use as a studio to do this podcast. Um, 
the production is um, a, a little. The production has been delayed today, and it's a little bit behind. And we couldn't get to our normal level of production quality, which we've always said here um, that you know, I'm the high tech redneck giving you the low budget, high quality content you've come to know, love, and expect. And today's content might be a little bit lower quality, lower uh, budget. But let me tell you, it's the same high quality as it always is, and I'm happy that you chose to be here and join me for the Terry Wilkerson Show. We're obviously not going to have to do very much about this week in American history because we've already addressed the biggest moment from this past week in American history. 30 years ago, the murder of Ricky and uh, Vicky and Shane Weaver, the wife and son of Randy Weaver. I also do want to take a second to talk about something that did happen this week in history in 2019, one of the more important events in recent American history. A podcast was launched called The Major Malfunction. It was a podcast where an angry man got on the air every week and complained and bitched about something in the world that really pissed him off. The the first episode was called The Clock on the Wall. It was an episode about how Students in the United Kingdom were no longer being taught how to read analog clocks because everybody had a digital clock on their phone. Of course, the Major Malfunction podcast would evolve into the Tarrant. It would later evolve into Walking Tall with Terry Wilkerson, back to the Major Malfunction. And of course, it has been rebranded, renamed, and reborn as the Terry Wilkerson Show. We just hit our three-year mark. Thank you for everybody who's been there from the very beginning. Thank you to... The investors who have helped put money into the show, believe it or not, yes, people have put money into this show. People have helped me with equipment. People have helped me with resources. I thank every single one of them. They know who they are. They get all the credit in the world for helping keep this thing running. So that is our two big moments in American history, and um, this is where we're at now. We talked a few minutes ago about the whole raid of Mar-a-Lago, the whole Donald Trump situation. And I had said during the course of that rant that that was an area that uh, the birth certificate situation was an area where Donald Trump was right. I also said that there was an area where Donald Trump was wrong, and I want to address that. If you are a follower of Alex Jones and InfoWars, and I don't see why you wouldn't be because it has far more useful information than the liberal establishment media wants you to believe. If you're a follower of Alex Jones, then you probably recently saw his video um, basically demanding that President Trump come out and admit that he was wrong about the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Dr. Anthony Fauci has decided he's going to retire in December, which is right after the midterm elections. And he's walking away before they get an opportunity to put his ass in jail. Please bear in mind, by the way, Anthony Fauci is one of the doctors responsible for the rapid spread of the AIDS epidemic because he was either misinformed or he lied about the way that AIDS was transmitted. He made everybody believe that AIDS could be transmitted through person-to-person contact, basically through shaking hands. He lied about what it was. So his misinformation or lie, whichever one you want to believe in, (coughs) led to treatment of the disease and the ability to slow down the propagation of the disease led to that being severely retarded. 
led to it being severely delayed. All because even in the 1980s, Anthony Fauci needed to be the center of attention in the medical community. Now, of course, along comes COVID-19. He sees his opportunity once again to become king shit. And he fed Donald Trump a bunch of lies. Lies that most American citizens from the very beginning tried to make clear we knew were lies. I have never hid the fact that I don't believe COVID-19 is a real virus. I believe it is simply a false flag hidden name for the flu. And I know, hey, I'm... I'm just a guy who lives in the suburbs near Philadelphia. But I'll tell you what, I've lived a pretty weird life. I've lived a pretty solid life. I've seen some shit. I, I have seen things that a guy like me is not supposed to have ever seen. I've lived through things a guy like me has never had any right to live through and be here to tell the tale. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can tell from the very beginning that this COVID-19 scamdemic was an absolute fucking fake. It's the flu. It always has been. It was used, it was weaponized, there's that word again, it was weaponized by the establishment media, it was weaponized by the communists in our government to rig the 2020 election. Donald Trump came out on national television and said to the country and to the world, but of course, we don't give a shit about the rest of the world because here on this show we're focused on America. America first, America only. Donald Trump came out and told this entire country that the science said the disease would be gone by summer. That science said if we just did two weeks to slow the spread then we would be fine. Donald Trump was wrong. Donald Trump was misled and he allowed himself to be misled. He allowed certain people in positions of power, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burke. He allowed certain members of the House and the Senate to get in his ear and get him to believe that if he simply did what they said, then everything was going to be fine in the course of two weeks. He was wrong. We all knew he was wrong. We all knew he was being lied to. And... I still, to this day, cannot forgive the big lie that he told where he said he watched truckloads of bodies being hauled out of a hospital in Queens. Never happened. Never happened. He lied to us. And that was the moment where I started to question whether or not Trump could win. Originally, it was because I started to question his viability as an honest president. He was an asshole. He is an asshole. He's always been an asshole. And that's what made him such a great president to me in the beginning. And then to come out and make this comment, all of a sudden I had to question whether or not he really had the asshole credentials to be honest with us. Because only up, up until Donald Trump, the only people who ever became president were actual politicians. Even though, that there, even though there were businessmen, even though there were military men, they were all, at the end of the day, they were politicians, and very few of them were ever balls-out honest. I can think off the top of my head, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, I can think off the top of my head, Ronald Reagan. John F. Kennedy was a patsy in a lot of ways, but he was also honest about what he believed in, and he never lied about what he wanted to do with the country. He told you what he wanted to do, and he did it. And the same thing, by the way, can be said of FDR. 
His policies were absolute garbage. It was socialism at its worst. But he was honest with the American people about what he wanted to do, and he made it happen. Donald Trump did the same thing. But he listened to too many people who didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. He listened to too many career politicians, and he didn't listen to the instincts that he is a businessman who had been bankrupt seven times. That instinct that was ingrained deep inside of him, he didn't listen to it, and he allowed people to get in his ear and get him to make decisions that he knew deep down inside were wrong. But he did it simply to placate everybody. And is there an argument to be made that he did this so he'd get reelected? Absolutely. I don't think Donald Trump should run in 2024. I really don't. I don't think Ron DeSantis should run either. You want to talk about a guy who is the definition of a modern politician? I don't trust Ron DeSantis. I don't trust Ted Cruz. I don't trust anybody on the right or, for that matter, I sure as fuck don't trust anybody on the left. I don't trust anybody right now who is a career politician. Because these people are only in power to keep power. Donald Trump should not run. I don't think he's right for the country anymore. I supported him in 2020. I don't think I can bring myself to support him again. You already know I'm not going to vote ever again. My vote was stolen one time. Why should I have it stolen again? And of course, that did lead me to wonder, how many times has my vote been stolen? Has it just been the one time? Or has it been stolen every time? Has my vote ever been truly counted? And now odds are pretty good that you're going to ask yourself that same question. Was your vote ever really counted? He shouldn't run. I don't know who to put in there. I really don't. I think we're fucked right now either way. Until we clear them all out. You heard me give a five-minute rant, a five-minute dissertation on the fact that we need to get them all the hell out. And until we do, we're screwed. We need to find new blood. Donald Trump needs to come out and admit that he was wrong, that he was lied to, and that he fell for it. And until he does, until President Donald Trump comes out and admits that he was wrong, that he bought into the lie, then his status as the current leader of the Republican Party, or the Republican, or the current leader of the Tea Party, or the current leader of any party, his status in that respect has to be severely questioned. Alex Jones is right. Donald Trump needs to come out and apologize. He needs to wipe the slate clean. He needs to get rid of every single advisor around him and start fresh. And then maybe we can talk about whether or not Donald Trump might actually be fit to be a leader in the future. Okay, we have a couple of questions. We do the Q&A here on the Terry Wilkerson Show. It's that time again. And um, we have a couple here that, uh, <laughs> well... We managed to get some interesting questions. Our first one, and again, we're keeping these anonymous, and especially in a scenario like this, we're going to keep it anonymous. Our first question is, why do you complain about this generation so much? Your generation didn't make the world any better. At least we are trying. Here's my response to that. What are you trying to do? Because it doesn't look like you're trying to maintain American standards. It doesn't look like you're trying to keep this country going. It looks like you're trying to destroy it and rebuild it in the image of Joseph Stalin. It looks like you're trying to rebuild this country in the image of socialist and communist thinkers from the late 1800s. It looks like Karl Marx is the guy who's sitting above your mantle. 
Why do I complain about this generation so much? Because this generation is so concerned and consumed with feelings and so consumed and concerned with the way that people view everybody else, forcing them to view everybody else according to some forced ideology, that they stop looking at the realities of life. The reality is our country is going under. The reality is we are being suppressed by our government. The reality is we are being suppressed by our media. The reality is right now we are a laughing stock, not to the world because we don't really deep down give a shit what the rest of the world thinks. We're a laughing stock among ourselves. That's never happened before. Why do I bitch so much about your generation? You're trying? What are you trying to do? I ask that question. I repeat that question. What are you trying to do? Because it looks to me like you're trying to rebuild this country in some ridiculous socialist utopia idea. What? Why do I bitch about your generation? What did my generation do to make this country better? You know what my generation did? My generation drove T-tops. My generation wore mullets. My generation learned how to shoot fucking shotguns at the age of six. My generation knew the difference between America and the rest of the world. My generation stood up for the flag. My generation is the last goddamn generation that when they hear God bless the USA, stand up and put our fucking hands over our hearts because we love this country. My generation is the last one that grew up with that love. My generation is the last one who, who their blood will boil at the thought of ever backing down to some commie red motherfucker. That's what my generation did. What does yours do? Yours kisses the ass of every socialist sympathizer that comes around. Don't give me that. Our generation is trying. No, your generation is failing. That's why I bitch about your generation. Because you're a bunch of fucking failures. Our next question, I had to bring this one up. Not even a question. I love these. You are, what, letter U, letter R, a Trump tard. You are, again, letters in N, a cult. Hey, dickhead. If you heard my rant earlier, or if you've ever paid attention to my Twitter, my Getter account, anything, or this show for that matter, you'll know I am not a Trumpster. I supported him in 2020. Yes, I own, I, somewhere around here, I own a MAGA hat. I bought it as a joke. Because at the time, I was a registered libertarian. And even that party shit all over me. And that's why I'm independent now. I do own a couple of Trump t-shirts. I own them because, well, they were funny. They were hilarious. One of them is Rambo, another one of them standing on a, on a tank. They were hilarious looking. So yes, I bought them. And I own a Trump for President flag because I supported him in 2020. I'm not a Trumpster. I am not a member of his, um, his G unit, for lack of a better word. And I don't give a shit if I'm using it wrong. If I'm using it wrong, fine. You know what? I'm 47 years old and fuck those clouds. I'm not a member of any Trump-style organization. I, I I, just, I don't understand how you can come up with that shit. I'm not a Trump tard. I'm not in a cult. If anything, I'm part of the absolute minority in this country that thinks for itself. And I will sit here and tell you that both sides of this coin, the Republicans and the Democrats, they're both full of shit. Donald Trump has done a lot of good things. He's done a lot of shitty things. You've got to remember, I'm originally from Jersey. 
and he helped to destroy my home state's economy with all the bullshit he did down in AC. So before you sit there and complain, oh, Trump tard. Mm, no, try again. Not a Trump tard. I support a lot of what he did, but at the same time, like I talked a few minutes ago about the whole COVID situation, at the same time I'll sit there and, and spew out every damn stupid shit thing he ever did. So, Trump tard? No, no. You, I have a lot of respect for guys like Dinesh D'Souza, but I think they're way too uh, apologetic when it comes to Donald Trump. Our third and final question, because we only got three that we could really use this week, is. What's the best show on TV right now? This one I didn't even know was a dispute. I, I didn't know there were people who didn't already know the answer to this question. If you're not watching Yellowstone, you're wrong. If you're not watching Yellowstone, there's something wrong with you. That's the most American fucking show on the air today. Kevin Costner, this modern epic western, it's absolutely insane. People describe it as a western godfather. That's putting it mildly. It's almost as though Lonesome Dove met The Sopranos, met The Godfather, met um, Goodfellas, met Copland, and they just combined all these fucking movies and shows together into one ginormous white, or Montana, I should say, Montana spread epic. It's an amazing show. The cast is phenomenal. The storylines, and you know if you've ever heard me talk about storylines in wrestling or storylines in TV and movies and books, you know I'm very big on story arcs. I'm very big on storylines. I'm very big on development of stories. Yellowstone develops its stories so perfectly. Taylor Sheridan is such a phenomenal producer, director, and writer. There's a reason he has all these great shows out. He has, of course, Yellowstone, 1883. Uh, 1932 is coming out. Um, uh... Mayor of Kingstown, I believe it's called. I actually, that's one I haven't seen yet, but I, I definitely do want to check it out because I think Taylor Sheridan, as I said, is a genius. He has such a great grasp on storytelling. The story development and the story arcs are amazing. The cast is phenomenal. I keep saying that because I can't say it enough. And you know what? It's not a show for the lighthearted. It's not a show for kids. But what it is, is it's the best goddamn show on television. I want to wrap this up this week because... There's a, um, a Twitter trend that came out that I need to address. This thing called quiet quitting. If you've heard about this, you don't need me to explain it. If you haven't heard about what quiet quitting is, here's what quiet quitting is. Quiet quitting is doing your job. No, no, seriously, that's it. That's, that's the definition. Quiet quitting is doing your job. Not trying to take on extra responsibilities, not trying to do the jobs of other people, not trying to get better in your field, not trying to advance, not trying to move up. That's quiet quitting. That's that's the definition. I'm not I'm not fucking kidding you. That's the definition. Just doing your job is considered quiet quitting. And this is considered rude, unsavory, uncouth. This is considered a bad thing. I remember it, when I first started in the restaurant industry back in the 1990s, you knew, do your job, and then go home. That's that's what you had to do. That's is throughout the history of mankind. It has been do your job, go home, live your life. That's now called quiet quitting. That's where we've gotten to, folks. That's brothers and sisters. That's where we're at. Just simply living your life is an affront now to other people. 
I don't remember if I even saw the name of the idiot who started this whole quiet quitting thing, who started it as a trend. But if anybody does know who it is, please do me a favor and, and hit me up on my Twitter account, uh, TL underscore Wilkerson, or on my Getter account, just TL Wilkerson. Hit me up on that. Let me know exactly who it is because I would like to seriously address them on a personal level and let them know what a fucking idiot they are. Because just doing your job is a bad thing? No, man, that that's America. Because what we do in this country is we do our job to the best of our ability, and then we go home and we live our lives. And maybe if people in the FBI, the CIA, or the government would figure that the fuck out, then maybe we'd all be a little bit better off. Thank you for joining me. This is the Terry Wilkerson Show. The Terry Wilkerson Show podcast, of course available on all your podcast platforms, and of course this video version of the show available exclusively on Rumble and Odyssey.com. Go to TerryWilkerson.com. We're going to have up the redacted version of the complaint against Donald Trump, or the, I should say, the warrant against Donald Trump, a private citizen, when they raided his private residence. And of course we are going to be going into some pretty heavy shit coming up. Uh, We tried. We tried not to bring politics into this show too much well you know what that's not the way things are going to work you know you tune into the show to see one man's opinion an ordinary man's opinion of an extraordinary world you're going to get it and you're going to get it exclusively like i said video version rumble and odyssey the only two channels you can find it and of course terrywilkerson.com and wherever you download your fine podcast content we will see you next week and until we do oh by the way um i just wanted to let everybody know On the pace we're going, our 100th episode is going to be on New Year's Eve. And if we can keep up that pace, I think the 100th episode should be something very special. Something um, awards-worthy. We'll see you next week. Have a great... Terry Wilkerson Show is a production of 1975 Podcast Productions, a division of 1028 Media. Go to www.terrywilkerson.com for more information. The Terry Wilkerson Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon Music, and wherever you download your fine podcast content. Please like, share, subscribe, and if you're on a platform where you can do so, give us a five-star rating. That's all for this time, and until next time, have a great...